0: Welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. Today we're going to carry on Reincarnation. Reincarnation Part De. Coming into your ears very sorely. Well, listen to... Well, let's not listen, but I'll tell you. I'll give a run-through of some of the more notable names on our uh, new and returning listeners. List. Mountain View, California. Tallinn in Estonia. Karaganda in Kazakhstan.
1: Kazakhstan? <laughs> it's, nice. it's nice.
0: Well done, they won't listen again. <laughs> Come on, sorry, it's Bora. They probably right. hate Bora.
1: We only know Borat.
0: Uh, sorry Kazakhstan. <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> Lviv in the Ukraine. I think that's how you say it. Matt Frankfurt and Maine in Germany. London in the UK. Galloway in Ohio, United States. Bengaluru in India. Santiago in Chile. Charlotte in North Carolina, Liverpool in the UK, Ashburn, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Berlin, Germany, Warsaw in the UK, Sevilla, Spain, Guadalajara, Spain, and Belfast in the UK. Belfast have been beasting it again.
2: Yeah, yeah I we hope should love us.
0: We were. Brilliant. They will until he get to the fucking potato famine episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, because we weren't racialist at all. We, no,
0: because I told you to get all on of your systems we didn't before. Say it. None of us said it. <laughs> no. Don't say it now. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> hard not to, then. Really yeah. hard not to. <laughs> so last week we went through the philosophy uh, of reincarnation and what it basically entails and how you get to go from being a lowly human to a truly enlightened being, and hang out with all the other truly enlightened beings. I bet that's a fucking thrilling party. All ten of you <laughs> the rest of eternity. No booze. Where yeah. can you
1: go? I suppose, Fire, you got, you know. suppose you got
3: the run of the. the, the, the Depends um, on which religion, because some believe that you become one with the universe and stuff, doesn't it? And others. I
1: believe you go to
3: Nirvana.
0: Nirvana. They? some of you hang out with the others. that's know where you hang out with the other enlightened souls so there's
2: just the ten of you stuck in Navarna maybe you've got free run of the astral plane hmm. and the thing is right the enlightened souls that I could think of that could possibly be in there I wouldn't want to be sat with them do you want to be sat with Gandhi for fuck's sake yeah, that, how really. boring would that be I'm going to starve myself what? you're already dead mate no. yeah but stop it you can stop now you can eat something no no can't eat why don't you tell don't us about? How you, spoke, why
0: don't well. you tell us about how you just share your bed with two teenage girls every night? Why don't you tell us about that, Gandhi? How do
2: you get up here anyway? Would be my other option. Yeah. or you go there and it's it, there's like I don't know there's a dozen people sat there and it's Hitler, Genghis Khan. Well, you went to the wrong <laughs> one in that case. Yeah, you're not, you're like, not in bottom.
0: Hey, I'm in the anti people yeah. Who's <laughs> to so say? Who's to say, actually, there isn't an anti-Nirvana? There isn't a hell of Nirvana.
2: Not just that, though.
0: Because if you do enough evil and get enough bad karma, you hit a tipping point where you don't reincarnate it all again and just go back
2: to fucking the anti-Nirvana. How do we know, though? That isn't what the higher powers
3: wanted. The war, the destruction, the killing, the looting. Maybe it is just... So you're saying they've got karma back to front? (laughs) You never know. Bad karma makes you go up. I'm lo- I'm good karma perhaps you know. know well you know what it's as
0: fucking likely as any of this bullshit <laughs> well fuck yeah. it you don't know do
2: you
3: it,
0: it, it's, the, mm. no, it's I, all theories it's I like the stated. idea right copyright me unless some eastern religion's has done it but if you accumulate so much bad karma right you don't even bother reincarnate and they just fuck you off somewhere like cosmic jail
2: that's it yeah. you're in hell kind of thing and
0: mm. yeah. yeah that's a possibility Maybe that's surely there's the a end. surely there's a scale in
2: there mm.
1: uh, you if, know, it, if it
2: all exists, I'd like to think there was a scale mm-hmm. where you're good, you go up. The better you are, the higher up you go, the better your life is at the end. Whether mm-hmm. you get reincarnated then you just, or...
0: Then you just sat there with, like, fucking Mother Teresa, Gandhi, a couple of buddhas. That's
2: what I mean. It would be boring as fuck, would You'd be like, it? no booze. I, I'd, I'd sneak in some whiskey. I would. I'd do
1: it. Let
3: just get that hip flask?
2: What <laughs> hip flask? No, no, no. no.
0: It's not here. The, go. Point.
3: the whole point of Nirvana is you release your desires so you wouldn't have that desire anymore. Well, how boring would it be? No, because you you're free from them desires. Yeah, well, that's the whole could, point. So it'd be nice, be nice to have be a beer, beer though, wouldn't so it? So Ben who wants
1: a beer and Pete wants They're
3: to never, never going to reach Nirvana.
0: They're never <laughs> going <laughs> to <be laughs> reach Nirvana. No. I'm all for trying to reach Nirvana. I just think it'd be nice that once I've achieved it I could have a beer to celebrate. I'm definitely going to sneak <laughs> somebody <laughs> in. You wouldn't desire a beer to celebrate. What I'll do, right, I've got it i'll attain nirvana i'll bury some booze in there I <laughs> say you. i want to be released back to the earth attain nirvana again and then dig up the booze i buried there when i was there the last time and the, be-
1: and the and the overlords that are watching and counting the karma haven't seen you no i do not ever sleep sneaky <laughs> sneaky <laughs> Point
2: Oh, I'm going to do a bit of a gorilla grow <laughs> <laughs> go randomly drop a couple of seeds you know they'll never know I'll do it right in smack bang in the middle of Garden of Eden no problemo
3: they'll never notice probably full of gamja, <laughs> they? Mm-hmm. probably is probably is yeah they'll
1: know
3: but how do we know that we've been reincarnated well that's it
0: so we've got some some alleged stories of a past life experience some history that apparently will truly chill us Oh, I'm already getting the goosebumps. Obviously, reincarnation, it's a bit of a. It's it's weird that all of these are Western and we don't believe in it. That's what I find
3: slightly odd. As a cultural thing, we don't believe in it. No. Yeah, that's what you mean. There's a lot of people that come from our culture that believe in past lives.
0: There is, but culturally as a whole, we're not brought up to believe in reincarnation. You're you're one of the monotheistic ones usually in this country. Obviously, there's Hindus and Sikhs and what have you, but 90% of us are certainly doing monotheistic religion in this country. Or we're brought up that way. Or not at all, to be fair. Or not at all.
3: Or Judaism.
0: (laughs) You can't open a school for younglings. You're still a Padawan. (laughs) And I think the law says you (laughs) can't.
2: What does Mike want to do to young men? <laughs> trade them in the Jedi oh, ways, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently... I to get you... trained myself. It's a long question, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, the Bridie Murphy case. Between November of 1952 and August of 1953, Maury Bernstein, at the time an amateur hypnotist who would later be known as a successful businessman, used hypnotic regression six different times on a Colorado woman named Virginia Burns Teague. And what emerged during these sessions became a straight-up fad after the publication of Bernstein's book, The Search for Bridie Murphy. Teague, who was referred to by the pseudonym Ruth Simmons in the book, had it seemed allegedly lived a past life as a woman named Bridie Murphy in 19th century Ireland. Typically called Murphy. Oh, everyone's a Murphy, aren't they? A you're
3: not deep... going to pick Patel, are you? It's Ireland. You're going to pick a Murphy, aren't you?
0: Nineteenth-century Ireland. <laughs> if you want a name that is guaranteed to be Irish, you're picking Murphy, aren't you? Uh, while Teague was under hypnosis, she, she spoke with a thick Irish accent, despite the fact that Teague did not have such an accent, and indeed had never been to oh, Ireland. She couldn't have just done yeah, an yeah, Irish I, I
2: don't have an Irish accent, Evis. There's no. There's no way I could do one at all, is there
1: now, laddie? <laughs> to be
2: sure, to be sure. <laughs> That was, was so. That was a joke, I, I do apologise, yeah. that wasn't... No, it's right, though. But it? it's true, anyone can yeah. fucking mimic an f- accent, yeah. can't they? Jesus. Well, I think you've actually kind of got the
0: accent right, because it's cork, and I think that the stereotypical accent it's that only we because, English folk do is a cork they went,
2: accent, They said thick, the thick, mm. the thick yeah. Irish, that's why I went full-on stereotypical leprechaun. I went, so went full-on leprechaun, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, the tale she told detailed Bridie's life from the age of eight when Bridie lived in Cork. Up through the fall, she later suffered that resulted in her death as an adult. When The Search of Bridie Murphy was published in 1956, it kicked up quite the pop culture fervour for reincarnation. Come as you were parties were de rigueur. I like the idea of a come as you were yeah. party. Hmm. I like that idea. That's an idea for my 39 again five. Unless, oh, you were with dung peasants. Well, <laughs> if you want to come
3: dress as a peasant, come dress as a dung peasant. Well, if that's all I've ever been, then that's all I can dress up as, isn't it? I'm well, not suggesting
0: that you go and get a hypnotic regression to find out your past life.
2: Ooh, I'm just saying, you know, you could use your imagination and oh, come and see. Nah, that's
3: cheating. <laughs> I'd like to that. see what Ben was. Yeah. 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 What, do you reckon,
1: what
2: do you reckon Ben was as a past life? Are we going insect or? <laughs> I was probably
0: some great man. Okay. <laughs> oh, I could have been a complete bastard.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably someone famous. Everyone else seems to be. I'll pick someone that hasn't been picked yet. Were
2: you Elvis by any chance?
0: No, no. The best thing Elvis did was die. Not a fan of Elvis.
2: Clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Reincarnation cocktails in bars as well they served. Folks just couldn't get enough of the whole thing. However, the Bridey Murphy case did eventually collapse under scrutiny. Journalists failed to be able to verify key elements of Bridey's life. For example, there's no record of anyone resembling Bridey being born on December 20th, 1798, which Teague, under hypnosis, had said it was Bridey's birthday, or that she died in 1864. And eventually... It came out that Teague had grown up across the street in Wisconsin from a neighbour who was an immigrant from Ireland named Bridie Murphy-Corkwell. Mm. Mm. It's thought that she didn't make up the story on purpose. It's genuinely believed that Teague might have unconsciously built Bridie Murphy out of her childhood memories of Bridie Murphy-Corkwell. And that's the thing with
3: hypnosis, isn't it? You don't know what you're unlocking. Yeah, I that's mean, it. You know, because she's be been making she's up kind of, a dream. Yeah, a dream, a fantasy. Another personality based yeah. on this woman.
2: Or maybe mm-hmm. it, hypnotic regression is, it just puts you in a state of sleep that allows you to talk at the same time or something and It's and explain what you're doing. Because you could just be going into a dream, couldn't you? And then you'll just repeating what's happening in the dream that's it past life
0: regression you're meant to be unlocking memories aren't you but those memories could equally just as well be fantasies i mean we it's the same with and remember that the person doing it can always be kind of leading them with questions in a way wanting them to get to the answer that they want you know so if she wants she convinces them to, convince to pass life and you want it because it's going to make you a very rich, famous person, if you get concrete evidence of reincarnation, you're probably going to try and steer her that way and the question of some unscrupulous people and I'm not saying that everyone is the same. But the fact that this doesn't hold up in court, no, it, it, hypnosis, hypnotic regressions, evidence of hypnosis doesn't hold up in court because you simply just can't prove whether it's true or not.
2: No.
0: And all right, some of these cases, there are certain things that, you know, like, oh, well, they did find that this person lived but there's usually something always off about it i mean names aren't that dissimilar i don't know we'll we'll, we'll present some more evidence the bloxam tapes british hypnotherapist arnold bloxam was born in 1881 and in the 1950s possibly inspired by the brady murphy case he began researching past life regression Over the course of twenty years, he recorded a whopping four hundred hypnotic regression therapies on tape. That's thorough. You've got to give him that. You certainly have. And in the nineteen seventies, these tapes were transcribed and published in the Sunday Times as a series. BBC producer Jeffrey Iverson heard the charge on the published Headed. headed the charge on the published series. In 1976, he both produced a documentary for the BBC about the Bloxham tapes and published a book about them, More Lives Than One, Evidence of the Remarkable Bloxham Tapes. Of particular note was the case of a 30-year-old Welsh housewife referred to by the pseudonym Jane Evans. According to Evans' regression tape, she had allegedly lived not one, not two, but six different past lives. That of Livonia, a tutor of the sons of the Roman governor Constantius in York in the 3rd century AD. That of Rebecca, who was married to a Jewish moneylender in York in 1189. That of Alison, an Egyptian woman who, in 1450, was a servant in the household of a French merchant. That of Anna, in the 16th century, was a lady-in-waiting to Catherine of Aragon. That of Anne Tasker, a seamstress in London in 1702. And that of Sister Grace, who was a Catholic nun in Iowa at the beginning of the 20th century. She
3: never fancied having a cock at any point, now. I was going to (laughs) say, it's
2: all women, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? I don't think think you're looking to get a choice.
3: I think think you do get a choice, don't you? Most of
2: the past life you hear about, it's a woman. It's a woman that's had a past life most of the time. She's another woman. Are you suggesting that women are more easily inclined to believe in the more
0: spiritual? Claire, do you... I, you I, more sp- Claire's not are. spiritual. Yeah,
2: I'd, I'd agree with that, maybe. But I do... Uh, only from what I've seen, from what I've seen, there seems to be more women than men that have these past lives. We can only give
0: anecdotal evidence the, the things we've we encountered ourselves for this particular point, because we've got to go to a phase, got to walk to try to find line on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I will agree that from my own personal experience, I have spoken to more women who are more likely inclined to believe in this, or spiritualism, or um, go, to, go to see mediums, things like that, and, and are more likely to believe in ghosts. For me, it's it's more women who believe it. That's what I've seen, my own personal experience. because yes.
3: men are just interested in beer and shagging, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Claire, you don't really go in for it. You're not a spiritual person. You you're nah, I'm not really
1: in for it at all. It's just a bit... Hocus-pocus yeah, for yeah. Hocus,
0: focus? It's interesting that she's like... I mean, it seems is still a fairly decent job in London. Fairly high-paid, working-class job. So is Bea. It's being a trade. Catholic nun. Well, you know, that's just... She's not, like, having shit lives in this, is she?
3: No.
2: Two of them, just stuck in York. The the I thought, why Aragorn. the hell would you stay in York? <laughs> a lady-in-waiting to the... Catherine of Aragon, for fuck's sake.
1: She can't choose them, Ben. She used to get assigned... Mm. You know, your soul's put into a baby, I'm assuming.
2: But
0: they always end up being someone interesting, like Mike said. You never get a dung peasant. (laughs) It's always someone like, oh, you know, someone who's notable Mm. in society.
3: And I got raped by a horse. (laughs) It's
2: never that, is (laughs) it? Is that how you died in your past life? (laughs) It always goes like, full-on gutter. Normally bestiality or something along those (laughs) lines, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> maybe the, the pe- only people that get to have another life are those that are good or they think oh this one you know can push society forward or you do a good job so well, they get another past life and the other ones like like you say gone to gone to sort of
0: the hell what's going wrong with all our ruling class then if it's these good people because it's all gone to shit because they're not
1: though, aren't
0: they? <laughs> and it's not just you know it's not just here it's everywhere everything's gone to shit mm. it's the system isn't it it's the fall of Rome with Wi-Fi. Sit back and enjoy it. Mm. Watch it all. According to the Skeptic's Dictionary, though, Jane Evans' alleged past lives have been found not in the historical record, but in the fictional one. Livonia, for example, seems to be based on The Living Wood, a novel by Louis Duval, published in 1947. Allison's life also seems to have come from a novel, The Money Man, by Thomas Custane, while Rebecca may have emerged from a radio play. It is possible that Evan's past lives may actually be the result of cryptomnesia and confabulation. We'll get into Which, what
2: they are later on. Well, that's pretty much what you were just talking about, isn't it? Like, almost. So just imagination, th- more than anything. But you Mixing really up
3: it. memories. She's read books and she thinks... Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I've that
2: life and... an actual memory, it's a made-up memory. And it's all under, it's under hypnosis. Yes. She has seen before, because she's created yep. that picture in her head before. Because if the
3: brain is a calculator, for example... Yeah, the unconscious is like a supercomputer. It's so much more powerful than the mm-hmm. actual conscious brain. So that's what you're delving into in the hypnosis, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the unconscious brain, where you've got all these random thoughts yeah. stored, all the stuff you've watched and thought, oh, I like have that. Have you ever
3: seen that film with Bradley Cooper? Oh, what's it called? He takes that pill.
0: I think I have seen it, and I can't remember what it's called, but I know the one you're on yeah. about. Yeah.
3: No Limits or something? something like he
0: unlocks, like...
3: Most of his brain, yeah. doesn't he? He's like well, fast... All of his, like, yeah, he's, he, that's the story, yeah. And he can remember every little thing that he's read and seen, just on a post on a bus. He so can all recall all that memory. Yeah. It wasn't bad, actually. Yeah. It's a good film, it? Yeah. I'd watch it
0: again. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's hypnotic regression, and, you know, it's, it's a bit iffy. Bit <laughs> iffy. Bit iffy. Bit <laughs> iffy. Bit iffy. The reincarnation of Om Seti. Dorothy Eady, also known as Om Seti and Om City, was born in the Blackheath area of London on January 6th, 1904. Nice. nice area. When she was three years old, she fell down the stairs at home. The family doctor determined to be dead, but an hour later she was spied <laughs> while doctoring in 1904. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Stick her on the table in the parlour, an hour later she fucking sits up and goes, Oh, we're doing dead here. <laughs>
2: Why is my <me> neck backwards? <laughs> After
0: that, she began to have dreams of living in a large building adorned with columns. She had said frequently that she wanted to go home, and when she was four during a trip to the British Museum, she declared that home was, in fact, Egypt. Interesting fact here, the British Museum, not so much of a museum, more of a trophy cabinet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Do
0: not leave antiquities lying around when the Brits are about. (laughs) We'll have them. The only reason we didn't have a pyramid is because it would have taken too much time to disassemble it, yeah. ship it home, and reassemble it in the British Museum.
2: But think of the shit we'd have found inside. Or not. Why not. Like, look at all those graves we've dug up and like, stuck the sarcophagus in the fucking museum. Yeah. that is that we, we have literally just dug up someone's fucking grave and taken their coffin <laughs> and gone, Oh, that's pretty. Let's display it. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? I mean, what happens I'm, if some fucker does that to us in a 2,000 years' time? Oh, look at this crazy coffin! <laughs> Let's display it. Like, and it's just little old me who fucking... Yeah, but you're not mummified. And
1: your coffin won't be, like, you know, totally intricate and put why, in gold. Why won't
2: it? <laughs> it's going to be fucking ornate because you're a dumb thing peasant like the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean Accept it. Like, but how many of these because
0: by the time we, we die the system will be so rigged against us gold will be yeah. like something you, your kids would have never held <laughs> They'll all
3: be in a vault yeah. somewhere. We, we, we might be fed Our
1: bodies for bloody energy. We'll we be getting fed
3: soil and green. Yeah. <laughs> feed, feed the living with the dead, by that point, probably. Lovely. Or well, we we're all going to die we in a nuclear apocalypse, whatever. Yeah, yeah. When we can't grow
0: crops. Anyway, yeah, if you want to go and see Egypt, just go to London. As you're saying that, I have also, as a person in touch, I've been displaying the bodies. I've seen the uh, mummified head of an Egyptian queen in the Berlin Museum. It was on tour.
2: Ooh. is that the one you tried to skull fuck <laughs> yeah <I>
0: that's <don't laughs> thought I'm not allowed in the Berlin Museum anymore well <laughs> you had a mouth open what was I supposed to do obviously. So just give me the arm <laughs> <Was it worse? laughs> no, obviously it wasn't really it was, it was like you could see the, the face and everything it was it was like a mummified head it was it was looking like every mother mm-hmm. mummy does when you take the bandages off I guess off. it was behind glass No, oh, yeah it was the case you and couldn't sniff it No, no, I couldn't just just break it and start school-fucking it, no. Start start chewing on (laughs) its earlobe.
2: Yep, it's a bit like jerky.
0: (laughs) She moved in Egypt in 1933 to be with her husband, who was Egyptian, and although the marriage ended two years later, she stayed put. She became a folklorist, a keeper of the Abydos Temple of Seti, and a draftswoman for the Department of Egyptian Antiquities. Quite (laughs) the woman for 1933. Indeed. Mm. And she believed that she had in a past life been a young woman named Bentishit. <laughs> Bentishit? Bentishit? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll
0: do. <laughs> an orphan who had been adopted by the temple of Kam el Sultan near Abydos. She said to quote her, I can't remember any ordinary life, so I think I must have been stuck in the temple. She told the New York Times in nineteen seventy nine, I have a vague memory of the processions. I can remember an awful old killjoy of a high priest. And in 1987, several years after she died in 1981, she died in 1981. And they found this in 87. It was emerged that she also believed that in her past life she had been a lover of King Seti, who had become pregnant. She said that Bentashir had died by suicide rather than reveal the king had fathered a child with her. It's anyone's guess whether this story is true or not. She certainly believed it was.
2: Again, again, someone exciting important. Life. Very, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I
0: don't know why she had to think of this because she had a. Cr- Maybe this. I dunno, this knock on the head kicked some part of her brain into gear that became fascinated with Egyptology.
2: Oh fair down, the epile and I did, and it made me think I was an Egyptian
1: princess. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think?
0: Well, you never know. It's hard to say. There's there's factors and we can we can
3: we can we maybe can estimate. Yeah, maybe like there was like a street fair or something, I don't know, and there was some Egyptian sort of play or something and that she saw that as a baby and she could have, because um, she sort of triggered on from the British Museum. She went there, saw everything, and
0: thought, oh my god, that's amazing. I'd love to yeah. live there. And then, as being a kid, she made up a story that she did. Mm. There's no way of proving this, it. Could it could be a child's imagination. Something that she certainly kept on into later life. Mm. It's interesting,
2: if nothing else. So that's three women so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the past life of Laura Reynaud. Let me guess, a woman? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> what I said was yeah, true. true. <laughs> it does seem to be affecting women only. Or well, mostly. Well, in
0: European cases of the reincarnation type, Ian Stevenson, one of the foremost researchers into reincarnation and past lives, details the case of Laura Reignard, who was born in Aumont, France, in eighteen sixty eight. She rejected the Catholic teaching she was raised with, insisting that hell, heaven and purgatory didn't exist. Rather, she believed in the idea that each time people die they return to earth in different bodies so she's already uh, primed to believe in this and primed to a past life isn't she mm.
2: there was moments in that I was thinking to myself smart 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 but then that last sentence when you just go dum da, dum dum mm. dum <laughs> South Park reference yeah. if
0: anyone can get oh, that I didn't get it I Sorry. didn't get it much more than I haven't seen about the Mormons ah mm. fantabulous episode I only seen that one a couple of times actually Reynolds moved to Paris at the age of 17, studied medicine and became a healer. She married in 1904. During this time, she also learned what was called magnetism, a type of hypnosis. And it was while working with Gaston Deville, who ran a clinic in Paris, that she finally began speaking of what she believed were memories of a past life. She remembered living somewhere with lots of sun in a very large two story house with lots of arched windows, and there was a park nearby with lots of old trees in it. Additionally, a number of small houses belonging to workers were located near the house. She believed that members were from uh, when her past personage was about 25 years old and from roughly 100 years ago. She said she'd had a chest disease and was plagued with coughing, but
3: that could be just anywhere oh, you know. in the world. Two story house with arched windows. What, what, what year are we on?
2: An So, so early, she was saying well, she was born in
0: 1880 something okay so 1904 this Mm -hmm. was she's saying this in 1904 so you know you're talking to 1700s. she just lived on a little country manor estate which could be she's probably seen from the time which is still probably existing in France (laughs) at that point the chateau and and the workers' cottages and the fields so she's probably been through them places a hundred times in her life
1: fantasising like
0: Later on in life, Reynold went to Genoa, Italy and fell to an the immediate familiarity with the place even though she'd never been there. She tracked down a house in the countryside that locals said matched the one she described from her quote memories and it was here that she came to believe that in her past life she had been Giovanni Spontini who had lived in the house Reynald had located and died in 1809 of chronic illness and catching a severe chill. Although it was noted that she couldn't specify any names of people in her memories until after she'd done some research, weakens mm. the possibility of actually having experience a past life. The same went for the fact that though she accurately described many details of the house, these details were very common in Italian Renaissance said, mansions. <laughs> I was, I was about 18, to say, right? yeah. I
2: could describe to you now a small little house in Italy and we could go and find the exact fucking same yeah. thing. Yeah. I make it up in my head because... All you need is a small little vineyard. It's got about half an acre of land around it. Small little white house. It's got little mm-hmm. olive uh, olive branch things creeping up the walls. And little creepers. And well, don't like for, don't forget your degree in Italian Renaissance
3: architecture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
3: forgot
2: about
0: that.
3: Yeah. But no, it's, it's... She could have fucking... said a fucking painting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, simple as that. But
2: she's living in rural France, rural France, rural fucking Italy. Not that mm. massive gap between them. Well, let's also
0: look at the the other the, the elephant in the room. She's already decided in her head that she doesn't believe in the Catholic stuff. She thinks reincarnation is true, so she's already primed to want to have lived past lives, isn't she? Yeah. Because she so believes that
3: suggestion, isn't she, that, yeah. she,
0: that that's how it that's works. Her belief. Yeah. She's gonna learn she's gonna go looking for that. <clears>
2: Hundred percent.
0: <throat> Arthur Flowerdew's ancient journey. This is the like... first man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he was a kid, Arthur Flowerdew, who was born in nineteen oh six, had dreams of a large city surrounded by desert. It had a temple and a canyon and streets and buildings all laid out in very particular ways. Later he had visions of the city when he was awake as well often brought on by the trips he took to the seashore, during which he played with pink and orange rocks. Obviously, because they're using pink and orange rock in the desert. Mm -hmm. He grew up, he got old, and one day, while watching a documentary on the BBC about the ancient Jordanian city of Petra, he felt he immediately recognised the place. And it was seemingly the city he had been seeing in his dreams, and obviously his waking visions as a child, which must have been terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're sat there on a beach playing with your little pink rock and the next thing you know, (laughs) you're back in the Jordanian city of Petra. Mm. That's in his mind, I was thinking.
1: He's just, you
0: know. Mm. I was hoping he was having some kind of full-on psychotic break. (laughs) No particular reason. I'm not wishing that on him. Just (laughs) swear I went to
2: straight away. Start speaking Arabic. Yeah. (laughs) Walking over and like as if he's walking through the doors of little houses (laughs) and shit. Put his little beach towel round his
0: head. (laughs) (laughs) You know. <sighs> if Flowerdew reached out to the BBC, who were intrigued by his story, and they shot another documentary about what he believed was a past life. He had lived in Petra, and the Jordanian government later saw this documentary and reached out to Flowerdew. Would he like to fly to Petra to see it in person? That's Aww, nice of him, isn't it? He's not going to say no, is he? No, free holiday to Jordan.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm going to... Although in the nineteen I don't know what year this is, actually. I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to... Uh...
1: Jamaica, let
2: Yeah, it. yeah where, where can I have a past life? Where where, where might they invite me? <laughs> he's quite old, so I'm going to date us. He be... was born in 1906.
0: So it says when he was old, so we, we could be talking the 50s, 60s here.
2: Yeah. I only thought I'd have been more likely to think more towards the 70s, 80s. Well, maybe. he's old, he's going to be his 70s, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, OK. He
0: thought. Well, he was like, yes, yes, I would. Thank you, I'll have that free holiday. <laughs> What's more, before he left, an archaeologist who was well-versed in Petra's history gave Flowerdew a test about the city, and he nailed it. Although that could be because he's obviously spent all the time all researching. <laughs> as soon as he saw the city of Petra the tell he thought, well, I'm going to do some research into that. Yeah. He described major landmarks, identified them on site when he arrived, and revealed information about the ancient place it seemed like he could not have known. His story is often pointed to by those who believe in reincarnation, particularly those for whom it's part of a religion or belief system, has proved that past lives do exist. Although I think that, wouldn't you, if you'd had these dreams and you saw the place on the telly, you'd then go and do a lot of research into that place? Of course.
1: Or he might have just held back and not done any, and that's why he called the BBC. Look, I've never been here, I don't know anything about it Yeah, but when this come on TV
2: research is much bigger now than it was yeah, but in
3: between years ago yeah, yeah. Like before years. they went Claire he tested his history and he passed apparently, so he must have known something he must have done the research Look, what I'm
2: saying is research wasn't a big thing well, yes. go, oh, a six, in there, you go down your life have been in research
3: in Victorian days it's good it's good. Um,
2: it's not, not so, it wasn't so freely available as it is now so you might not think, it might not have been the first thought on his head no, but he's, he could have done research. Yeah, he could have found
0: a book on some archaeologist who discovered the yeah. city of Petra, gone to a library
2: and ordered it or bought it from a bookshop or whatever. But you know what I mean, though? Our, so our instant instinct would be like, fuck you, get me phone out, Google that shit. We're yeah. going to research that straight off the bat. Whereas 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago potentially, I don't know when this was, he could have gone to the library and looked at some microfiche. Yeah, but at 70... Years old, you'd be retired. Well, he's, oh, he's got loads of time. <laughs> yeah, but he might not even. He's gonna have someone to, know, to fill his days with. His I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm think just, it's I'm unusual. just, playing devil's advocate oh, on right. it. just You're just all saying, "Oh, he's done research." He could have well. Um, he might, well, not have. It might, it but, might not have been on that on on his head. So, that, but it might not have been. He
3: may have remembered it all from his past life. That's a possibility as well. Yeah, we don't know for certain. Yeah, you know, it could just be fucking fluke. The case of Shanti Devi.
0: Born in 1926 in Delhi, India, Shanti Devi was four years old when she began telling her parents that her home wasn't in Delhi. It was 90 miles away in Mathura, <laughs> where she said her husband lived. <laughs> she recounted memories of having been married and later from di- of dying from complications from childbirth. She described what her husband looked like light skinned, a wart on his cheek, reading glasses where his shop was located, which was by the Dwarkadish temple. Eventually, she revealed her past persona's husband's name, Pandit Kernadath Choway, I think that's pronounced. As it turned out, the man existed. He had lost his wife, Lug Dubai, from complications of the C-section that she had undergone while giving birth to their son, Navni Lau. What's more, Shanti recognised both Pandit and Navni on sight. Shanti's story was investigated by a number of Notable people: Ian Stevenson, another researcher, Dr. K. S. Rorat, and Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi himself. Mm-hmm. All three were struck by the fact that so many details of her story were verifiable.
2: That's a strange
0: one.
3: Could her mm-hmm. parents have told her? Is it possible, Claire? You a, think three a grift? Years old? Yeah,
2: four, four years old.
0: Do you think it's a grift? No. Yeah,
3: that's
0: what I mean. We'll bring you a bit of no right a bit of publicity a bit of money it's got Mahatma Gandhi it's got Mahatma Gandhi's town. attention although he might have been checking her
3: out for when he needed a virgin to see <laughs> next to he keeps saying this you're the only person I've ever heard that from where did in, you get that from have you I, heard that about Gandhi no. no in 1926 though
2: is it likely that the mum and dad have got all this information on somebody 90 miles away they won't have they could have a cousin in the village who's told them ow well they've given a ring
0: no they've gone there for whatever reason have they have got, I mean, got there They jumped in a car. Could have walked. 1926. You've probably got trains. Well, you have got trains in India because we made we laid all the tracks. So, but is there trains? You've got probably got uh, coaches going from where
3: they live to there. They write letters to each other, didn't they? They Write letters to each other.
2: Yeah.
0: Could be word of mouth gossip. 90 miles away. India's a big place. Is 90 miles? It's a long way. But is there trade between the two villages? Mm. The parents
3: could have read the obituaries in the paper. Hmm. I'm just saying it's it's possible. I mean, you don't know. I like
2: the idea that it's a grift because if it is, it's very imaginative. But then, if it's not a grift, like again, then days that information is not like fucking something that would be easy to get. Unless word of mouth said, you you, you might have a cousin who lives next door. They've gone right. Let's do this grift. He lives next door to this fucking shop owner. He's written him a letter. Told him all the details about it.
3: Yeah, smash it. And they've gone to the kid. But then, how did Sailor
2: they, they recognise
0: them? She recognised them. Well, it might be a case of recognised
3: them. Have, the cousin could have sent them photographs and they could have showed the kid photographs. Oh, because they in just gave the a nudge and said, that's them.
0: Photographs in the early 20s. Paintings, in eh? <laughs> Oil <All> paintings! They <laughs> <laughs> had them painted in oils! Just
2: pose for me, would you please? Why? No reason. I just wanted to paint you. Again. Modern day, you'd say, yeah, no fucking problem quick snapchat picture what
3: yeah was it was it
0: something just as simple as like giving the kid a nudge and saying that's them yeah could have been going up yeah. to could them have something been. that
3: simple as that but if, if, if like well, you said go to them if it's not a con if it's not a con, it's not a con then a strange one yeah then reincarnation is true then isn't it mm. yeah maybe that's, you
1: get reincarnated if you had a shit time last time
0: yeah, like, you know, that's a possibility. Here's another chance. Enjoy this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that one turns like shit, and they're like,
1: oh, i got to give this one another chance.
0: What about the, the last one we'll do? The Second Life of the Pollack Girls. More uh, girls? <laughs> On May 5th, 1957, Joanna and Jacqueline Pollock, aged 11 and 6 respectively, were killed in a car crash oh, in Hexham, shit. Northumberland, in the UK. They had been on the way to church with a friend and everyone in the car had died instantly. (laughs) Fucking hell. The girls' parents... Here's a bit. Going to
3: church
0: as well. Yeah, going to church. The girls' parents, John and Florence Pollack, were devastated. John kept praying that his daughters would come back. Florence became pregnant in 1958 and here's where it starts to get a bit weird. Although her doctors did not believe she was having twins, on October 4th 1958 she gave birth to identical twin girls. Florence and John named them Gillian and Jennifer and immediately noticed some strange similarities between Jennifer and Jacqueline. Jacqueline had a scar on her forehead. Jennifer also had a mark there. Jacqueline had a birthmark on her leg. So did Jennifer, Jillian did not share any of these marks with her sister, so the ones that passed away had the similar marks mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. corresponding twin. That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. the Pollack family moved from Hexham to Whitley Bay when the girls were just a few months old, but when they were four, they returned to Hexham. The girls were eerily familiar with Hexham, despite the fact they wouldn't have been old enough to make memories of it before they'd moved away. For example, they said they remembered playing on the playground of a specific school. They had never attended this school, but their older sisters, about whom they had no knowledge, had. The girls also recognised and correctly named toys that had been Joanna and Jacqueline's, and most frighteningly of all became enormously afraid of cars for fear one would crash into them. Ian Stevenson believed the case was strong for Gillian and Jennifer, being Joanna and Jacqueline reincarnated. But when the twins were five, the memories of their past lives vanished, leaving the mystery unresolved. Some of these stories are a bit eerie. Is it coincidence? Is it grifts? This one's a, an odd one, but at the same time I refuse to believe that the parents wouldn't have spoke about it when the kids were chilled, very, very, like babies or they'd overheard them, because it'd be a massive thing. It's not something you wouldn't, you'd better go a day without speaking about, is it?
2: Similarity between uh, birthmarks mm. and scars and things like that mark. I suppose that's, that's a strange one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She may have misremembered that. Do you know what, though? There's times I've often thought my little boy is my granddad, And That sounds really weird. Why,
3: do you start walking with a stick sometimes? no. And no, no. no, there's just... Do you keep wanting to off you original? There's lots of similarities. Does he have as original? That is a valid no, point.
2: There's just lots of similarities. He looks... The looks are like him. And... Well, that's genetic. He, yeah. <laughs> but... The mannerisms. There's lots of things. The mannerisms, his likes, his dislikes. Every, every bit of food that he likes or dislikes is what my grandad liked and disliked. Like there were certain things that my grandad loved. Adam loves all of them and there's certain things that my grandad hated Adam hates all them and we always joked from, and I'm talking from a baby from like six months old guys. because my granddad did only die about a year and a half before Adam would have been conceived yeah. and we, we joked and I'm, I am saying it in jest now but there's always that little thing <laughs> that goes, now is it true? Is that really Could it be?
3: Test it out Ask him some questions.
2: <laughs> uh, about World War Two. Yeah. And ask him about the fucking landing craft that my granddad mm. was on and things like that. So, yeah. yeah, honestly, no one traumatised. Make him one saving point, Ryan, and then ask him if he remembers any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just weird. There's lots of weird little things mm. that just make. It reminded me of my granddad. It was just weird. And we just joking. he said, oh yeah, obviously that's me, my granddad. Mm. soul's come back into
3: Adam kind of thing could be, soul, or it could be that these characteristics are genetic, are genetic and they've been passed down. Yeah. Genetic
0: memory, yeah. How hard do you think it's that? Because that means that you know you live on in other ways, doesn't it? It's genetically passed down and you get lucky sometimes. Mm-hmm. So all your quirks and mannerisms, little personality carries on, which is kind of a way of reincarnation, genetically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, and essentially, you are a clone of your parents in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. aren't you? Well, it's a, yeah, you're half and half, aren't you? Fifty yeah. 50, fifty, so yeah. some people are like absolute doubles of one mm-hmm. in every way, it's person and you do think that all right they've just purely taken on that one side. Yeah. But then there's like like Olivia, my daughter, she couldn't be more like me and my mum and my cousin if she tried. Like I've got a cousin, my mum's sister's daughter is almost like the male version of me and her... Male uh, version of you? Uh, female. The Female
1: version. Sorry. That, <laughs> that was a bit of a Freudian <laughs> slip there. the <laughs> Female version
0: of are you. Ad- are you identifying as a female? Uh, she's the female <laughs> version of me
2: in, in weird ways. Are you giving my number? Our daughters look <laughs> very much alike. Like, really, they could be sisters, but there's like ten years between them. But they look very alike. it's just It's oh, yeah. eerie. Like...
0: Yeah. Mike wants to bang me like your
2: cousin <laughs> Mike what? <laughs> Mike, Mike wants to bang your cousin <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like me she's like the female version of me if my features were softened and things like that oh dear
1: he's, oh, just, he's just
0: thinking being a wig <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's an app
0: for that, isn't there? He can turn yourself into
2: mm. a female. I mm. mm. <laughs> well, don't do that with my expert Because <laughs> well, I only say it surgery it because, as well. I only say it people say I look like my mum. Olivia looks like me. <laughs> she looks like my mum. It's fun mm. genetics. It's strange, it is. So there is. It could just be that. It, it could be purely just have. that. Just the genetics. All right, so the Uni-
0: University of Virginia in America have been looking at this, especially amongst children, because it seems to be more common with young children, and they've come to some conclusions and, uh, a co- I say, commonality between all these people. So kids usually remember their previous experiences when they're between the ages of two and seven, and after that, their memories begin to fade or the children lose interest. The kids seem to be less invested in the past
3: and more in the present. Mm. So... After seven, we uh, grow up into adults, we kind of forget. That kind of has a connection
2: in the spiritual side of children as well. Because, like, generally, children seem to be more perceptive of mm. spirits and things like that. Do they? At a young age. Do they? Apparently. why like, well, the elites
3: rape them, is it? No, uh, serious <sighs> question. Like, allegedly. I don't know.
0: Oh, because of the spiritual connection? Mm. Pota- potentially, yeah.
3: Well the, allegedly
0: these Satanists the and things like that. Let's not say Satanists because Satan wasn't a thing until two thousand years ago. But no, exactly. I pure you took
3: you went back to Molech, man. Whatever they whatever they worship.
1: Hmm. I say potentially
2: no, I
3: mean,
2: there's a In connection with Collins, that, no, yeah, well, if, that if, that's a, if that is a thing if it's well, not that's all to... hearsay well this one did a fucking dark
3: bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, no, but that's if... allegedly that's the conspiracy isn't it
2: it is the conspiracy that the
0: the, the elites do mystic things spiritual dark spiritual things raping them
3: yeah it's meant to break their sort of psyche as well isn't it isn't it all to do with producing the adrenaline so adrenaline it girl.
0: The fear feeds the the oh, oh, elites. Trying, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, it's... but then we get tied up in all that, and it's yeah. we've gone down that at all And we'll say a big allegedly, but probably maybe yeah, not that's... for the maybe not for the spiritual reasons, or maybe just because they're fucking
2: uh, all twats. But no, when they say like kids are more prone to seeing ghosts, yes, but you could also put that down over overactive child's imagination, imagination yeah. can't you? Which you could also put this to, just mm. the same. A kids' overactive imagination kids suck in everything they see, don't they? Mm. They're huge, just sponges for everything
0: that comes at them. And in this day and age, they're getting stuff thrown at them a lot. Back then, not so much. Back in the day, but nowadays, it's, it's, just, it's information's everywhere. Mm. Whether it's true or false, it's everywhere. But you know, you could be sat there watching a program about Egypt on the telly, and your toddler's trotting around, before you know he's not speaking. He's going on about Egypt. Yeah, it's sort of sunk in somewhere in his subconscious mind. Mm. He has dreams about it, and he starts making this story up because he's a child of an imagination. Yeah, just you know, my own take on that. No, I right. think it's
1: more believable before, like, before internet, <clears throat> and you know, before yeah. when there was not as many people on the earth. And
2: oh yeah, when kids weren't just growing up watching YouTube. <laughs> that's yeah. it.
1: I think it's a bit more believable then. That would be quite scary, sort of like if you were back back in the sort of you know in the day. Did oh, your kids
3: know? say anything about that?
1: No, no, I've got a friend though. She said that um, she's got a two year old and they mm. go to the park and she's you know two three starting to talk and that lot. And she says there's a little boy. There's a little boy. You've got to wait for him. And she makes her mum wait. Mm. And then there's nobody there. Well, but then then she's like, all right, we can walk now into the park. And the little boy was coming with her. Ah. Oh this is what her mum said to
2: me like an imaginary friend I don't, know. Mm. I don't know who can say mm. maybe it is a, an explanation for imaginary friends that's also another th- case isn't it mm. you know, another thing, I mean, some kids have and some kids don't and it is something to do with that age, mm. the perceptiveness of the age, I, I don't know, strange yeah. one in it. But then, if you look around
0: to the next point, which is, seems a bit more creepy, isn't the vast majority of the reincarnation stories, are at seventy percent, involve violent or unnatural deaths? So your kids thinking of that,
2: yeah. But then, that kind of also ties in with the theory of is it like you've had a shit time? Like are you you've you've come your your life came to an abrupt stop before it was meant to? Here's another chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I, also,
0: if if it is a case of the dark side to it, is that if the kids are making it up as like an imaginary story, and in that the story, their character, their, their, their past life meets a very bloody end, some way, like, should my child be thinking of yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I was Julius Caesar, mommy, and I was stabbed 27 times in the back. There was blood everywhere. My toga was so, you're like, okay, Timmy. Calm down. <laughs> the
1: pain.
2: The, the pain. pain. I have I chronic. Can feel the I have pain, chronic Daddy. back
0: pain, and then he looks at you and goes, "Et tu, Brute?" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, Caesar!" <laughs> but that's pretty grim that your kids potentially thinking a seventy percent seventy percent of these children's studies can face violent death or a natural death. That could
1: just be playing on fears. I don't think, Mike. Yeah, the you natural mean? fear of, of, of dying or, or whatnot.
3: You do don't, they have concepts of that, though? You don't at a young age. only no. totally
2: when you get to about Adam's age, six, it start, depends on uh, understanding the concept of death. Mm. I
0: guess it also depends on if there's a high-profile death in the family at what age, doesn't it?
2: Mm. As
0: soon as they get to three, four, and they have a very significant death in the family then they're going to have to be told about that at a very early age, aren't they? And they're going to have to grow into understanding that fully.
3: Yeah. Well, or they could have just been watching the news when their parents have watching it. That's also, like
0: mean, you say... He says
3: most of the previous lives were lived nearby within 500 kilometres or 310 miles and had ended within a year or two of the child's birth. Hmm. So maybe like, oh, you know, the murder three years ago, four years ago, the, the court case on the news Mm. the kid picks that up subconsciously Oh, mummy I died like that I got stabbed Mm. 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 pretend she's that guy that that got killed or something just an example
2: my little boy would have been four when our friend Ian passed away and it's literally now and he's six he's just about understands death because he really didn't like he'd ask me like why was I upset? And when i and he'd always just come up to me and say, he'd just be like, your friend Ian died, and i would be like, yes, he has, and he's like, right. so when are you going to see him again? And he'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not. Why? He couldn't understand. And it, honestly, it's only recently his one of the pets died, uh, and I think that's the first thing that he's understood the concept of mm-hmm. death with. I think that's the only time that you've been able to see it and understand it at the same time. Well I yeah. guess that's
0: the other thing, isn't it? that's why the, one of the reasons having pets is, is a big whole, it's a whole spectrum for kids isn't it? Mm. You know that pet is eventually going to die and that kid going to have to really learn to deal with it mm. because it's fucking traumatic.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, remember when my dog died I was 10, yeah, it was traumatic. My Look at nice.
0: my last one. I didn't. I had two days off work as well, like when my, I had to have my last one put to sleep because he was so young and he was fucking
2: he was awesome. Daddy since he was a pup. It was like losing a kid. Mm. Mm. But my, my real point was I still had to explain it to him that Angel wasn't coming back, his pet. Yeah. No. And he's six and a half. So it's only because I, he's had that and the explanation, he's, I think finally understood the mm. concept of it
1: mm.
2: so I do think understanding death before that age is highly unlikely mm. but like you say different experiences different yeah, people isn't it yeah. the children who recreate past lives
0: tend to have more advanced verbal skills at a younger age well some kids just do don't they Yes. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. I mean it's a, it's a very, like sort of anyone who's a believer going, oh, that's a typical excuse but it is true though isn't it
3: yeah and if they do remember their past lives the ones without the advanced verbal skills might not be able to explain
1: it
0: also a very good point
3: the children might
0: experience heightened emotions like longing for their former families phobias relating to their past experience or anger at their murderers oh well, god imagine if there's a vengeful child inside your house holding a knife just vendetta
3: because you got away
0: with it and the kid but the kid knows and he's just stood inside the house and the thunder and lightning with a knife just pointing at him just like <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. pointing with the other hand with a knowing look on his, his yeah. eyes you're going to wait till that
0: kid's seven before it ends you're going to, <laughs> you to avoid him till he's seven yeah. <laughs> but he still always looks at you in a funny way
2: (laughs) there's something but I'm not sure what
0: (laughs) the memories are spontaneous awakened when the child sees something that they can recognise
2: and can verbalise the recollection Hmm. could there also be deja vu involved within this as well you know when you see something and you think it's a memory? Mm. Yeah, that's a possibility. Do you know I mean, I
0: mean, you must. I don't know, if you get that before. as a child. You fucking haven't. I they fucking you have. something in the matrix, they? That's exactly what it is. Uh, they just what? change something. But no, I mean, I don't know if children
2: get that. But I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you because well, I, I remember walking up Snowden, and I'd been there before, but I hadn't. know no, I hadn't. But I remember having déjà vu when I was mm. walking up Snowden that's just a prime example of somewhere I know I've never been and it was one place where when I got there we'd walk up this path and I remember thinking I've been here before mm. I'm Yeah, I had not I get that sometimes but yeah deja vu's a strange thing and that's mm. just one I can particularly maybe,
3: remember well maybe it's a past life recollection
1: maybe you've dreamt it you know when you're going up Snowdon or you know I've whatever. never
3: seen Snowdon before
1: no but you only have you no might have subconsciously yes. seen
3: it in a textbook at school or god knows where country file yeah, playing in the background. Might be on the background at your parents' house, you know. Subconsciously, you've you, you you've, got, it, you've seen that, at the TV. You've seen Snowden. Yeah, maybe they've seen that. They've been
0: walking up that path, it's filming take, it. it yeah. Because the path's like a yellow, yellowy path, isn't it? Mm. Up Snowden, mm. and they been, been walking up that path. And, who knows? Mm. He was soaking that much with throw I mean, even us, now, we're children of the eighties and the nineties. Well, born in the eighties. TVs were starting to come in in a big way every home had of TV at that point we were just, the information was starting to just saturate in yeah, yeah I mean yeah. you might not remember watching that but there's a chance that your parents your you grandparents can't brain, you can't it. remember
3: everything you see yeah. you, your unconscious thought, is taking it in
1: I thought scientists have proved deja vu was sort of a bit of a glitch in your brain where yeah, you, you've seen it just
3: no it is it's where you're,
2: you're sub- it's where you're now you're present just for some reason, glitches with your past. Well, you, what you what you it's think into, into
1: what, your, your what you, you what
2: you use when you're remembering something. Yeah. You Use you use that long-term memory. So you think into that section of your brain. So, yeah, and that's Dalek. where the thought comes from. Present is at the other side of your brain that you, your now time is doing. So déjà vu, all it does is a little glitch. that just you are in the present, but your brain has a little electrical mm. fault and goes. And it, and it, and it, it reverses back. the polarities of yeah. your brain and it goes, well, this is a memory. But it's not, because you're seeing it. But it, yeah. your brain yeah. thinks it's a memory, and that's what they... Which is yeah. why you oh, think... So, you well, I've been here before.
0: I mean, obviously, the most children who report memories of past lives live in countries like India, Sri Lanka and Lebanon, which share uh, cultural beliefs about reincarnation. So countries that believe in it are more likely to have it. Hmm. The Western ones are more interesting because we don't, and... Yeah. So, so, what you've got for a cycle... Psycho- they've come up with a list of psychological examinations, Explanations. right? Explanations. False memories. They're remembering something that didn't happen. False memories are a thing. Just
2: imagination. Just imagination. <laughs> Basically.
0: Cryptonesia. The children are remembering something they'd once been told and forgotten, which they now recognise as new. Yeah. Confabulation and fantasy. Kids are concocting honest lies, like about how they got their birthmark. For example...
3: Yeah, you know they're conflating um, fantasy with real life, and they think they're being true about it. Yeah, suggestibility. Younger children are more open to accepting
0: false narratives. Mm -hmm. Although interestingly, no more so than adults when the misinformation relates to familiar subjects. Doesn't surprise me dissociation the kids might be mentally disconnecting from reality but multiple studies have shown no clinically relevant evidence of dissociation or psychopathology in children who remember past lives so in other words it's a possibility but not so they haven't seen any cases of yeah. it attention seeking one study showed that quote reincarnated children had higher attention seeking schools makes scores. sense
1: yeah
0: and exaggerated credit the families credit the children more knowledge than they uh, Actually demonstrate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's in every case probably. The one of the earlier ones you read out reminded me of something with my little boy yesterday. Mm. That I managed to convince him that his that his name was Adam
3: with an N at the end.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that all the teachers must have got it wrong because he was like but the teachers write it down with a M and I was like Well they must have heard it wrong in the first place and me and Olivia convinced him his name was Adam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he was like uh, his face was golden it was so funny I should have filmed it and then I was uh, uh, like I couldn't take it any longer so I was like no you kitten he was like and started hitting me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was so funny for about ten minutes he was like uh, his mind was blown <laughs> mm, but it, it, it's easy to convince kids yeah. of things that's my yeah. point like Santa Claus Tooth Fairy things like that Oh yeah, Easter Bunny last one Thirteen signs your soul has been here before.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: that's uh, a deep connection to a particular place. Self-explanatory. You may you may feel like you've been to this place before, or something's familiar to you. You may even feel a sense of homesickness for a place you've never been to before. I've always felt homesick for the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't
0: know why. Just still mm?
2: at the minute as it stands now. Oh no, because it's empty there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when it was
3: kicking.
1: Why is it empty?
3: Because he's dead. Yeah. That reminds me of Championship Manager. <laughs> Homesickness for a place you would never been to before. Oh yeah. You had a player, didn't you? A Portuguese player.
0: Yeah, I was, I was managing Benfica. Had this left back who was born in Benfica, had only ever played for Benfica, but kept coming to me repeatedly saying he was homesick. <laughs> so in the end, he sold him to Birmingham. <laughs> maybe he never got homesick, apparently. Weird. <laughs> maybe he was freaking god. Maybe he was a uh, lived in Birmingham in a past life. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Shit, we never accounted for that. We didn't. I think it was a glitch in the game, obviously, but... I'd so lose funny. him for, like, like, a month and a half every season. He was the best left back. Yeah, you have to send him on leave. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll back Just home. right, three miles down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was born in Lisbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh.
0: Recurring dreams or visions? Do you ever have the same dream or vision over and over again? If so, this could signify you've been here before. There you go, Snowden. Do you have dreams about slowdown? Nope. Oh. Um, well, there you go. Dreams or visions? Possibly. I suppose that's where the main things is going to come from, isn't it? Strong intuition or psychic abilities. It's a bit more left field, but <laughs> intuition is a powerful thing.
1: There's a lot of them people about, isn't there? There is.
0: You know, some people just have a strong gut feeling that something is true. And for others, it's more of a psychic ability to sense things about people or events that they couldn't possibly know otherwise unless they've done some research before. If you find that you have your strong intuition or psychic abilities it may be a sign your soul has been here before. Uh, As if you get the psychic abilities apparently your soul's accumulated knowledge and wisdom from all of its previous lifetimes they can now access in this one so you've got to be pretty high on the ladder there man. not you? Yeah, you'd be a
3: superhero wouldn't you?
0: Yeah! Or because what? Past life? (laughs) You can turn up a top them about your past life. No,
3: but you've got man. All the accumulated knowledge. Oh, shit. So like, you know, I was a scientist in one life, I was, you know. A Isn't violentist. that just
0: the emperor of mankind in Warhammer 40k? <laughs> yeah. He's an immortal who just learnt everything. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. we well, got to watch, he doesn't turn up. Mm. That's, I guess that's more of a spiritual one. Feelings of deja vu, well, we mentioned that before. Pete's trip up Snowden. Yep. Have you ever had uh, a conversation with somebody and you've thought this sounds very fucking familiar and you know what they're going to say next?
2: Yeah, but that was normally with me, me mum and she does repeat herself three or four times. <laughs> 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 like, she tells you a story and later yeah. she tells you the same <laughs> story like,
0: oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've done it before. I've, I've had, I've had, it hasn't happened for a long time. But it was like, did I just get heard that before? And then they say something you're like, that's weird. Anyway, past life memories. Obviously. Obviously. That's a bit more rare one though, isn't it? Although I guarantee you that a lot of the people who are, who, who coach a psychiatrist are saying, I've got past life memories as well, are making it up for attention. Possible.
1: Oh, it's totally freaking
0: them out. Oh, it's totally freaking them out. Mm. Or oh, they're seeing ghosts. Yeah, like a sixth sense.
1: Maybe.
0: You're the therapist, you're in the shower, they break in, they start crying, next thing you know you're shot. Dangerous people, then. Yeah. Inexplicable fear or phobias. Joe, a fear or a phobia you can't explain. If so, it could be a sign your soul has been here before. Sometimes these fears or phobias are related to something that happened in a previous life. So, for example, like me, if you're afraid of heights, it could be because you fell from a great height in yeah. a past
2: life. I've, I've, just, I've just cracked it. You know, what? everyone's afraid of spiders. Yeah. Because we were all insects at one point. And we were talking last well, yeah. last episode about like how you get you you get oh, up yeah. the chain. Maybe that's why we're all so fucking scared of spiders because we have no reason to be scared of spiders. Certainly in this country, no, I'm, we, not, but yeah, all... I'm not though. Yet we're all. Most of us are scared of spiders. We don't like them for whatever reason. I like them, and maybe it's because we were all a fly at one point. Yeah, (laughs) because let's face it, it's
0: a fucking horrible way to die. They kill you. They bite them, paralyze them, web them up, come back for a bit, come go back, suck suck all your juices out, suck all the innards out. Yum yum yum. You're left there like some kind of gruesome trophy. Yeah, it's grim, dark, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Empty straw.
0: And the, 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 spiders aren't, don't look horrific, too horrific, because they're tiny. Spiders got
1: to live, crikey. I
0: know, but I still burn them all and send them back to hell where they belong. I'm <laughs> not that I advocate violence against spiders, but ugh, <laughs> horrible things. Don't bother me. If they grew to a giant size, they'd be fucking oh, yeah, horrifying. I'm of
2: them, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> mate. When I used to live in Saudi, and I used to see fucking camel spiders the size of dinner plates. That was enough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry but that was it Like, did you walk around with like, a
1: knife or something
2: no but me and my friends did used to hit them with spades because <laughs> they used to they'd, they'd like bask in the sun and yeah they'd pretty much lie dormant they did most of their work at night Yeah. and if, they, if you see one sat there they'd just sit there if you disturb them they'd jump at you yeah they do jump don't they're they? nasty fucking things but yeah so you hit them with a big fucking spade <laughs> it's cruel as fuck. Things you do when you're ten. I, I do apologise now, spiders, but no, yeah, they the weren't, ni- weren't nice things.
0: Skills or talents that can't be explained. Some skills or talents that you know you can't explain. They just come to us naturally as if you've done them before. Perhaps you're a natural-born musician or artist or a gift for languages. Whatever the skill or talent, it's something you feel drawn to. It comes easy to you. So you might have had it in a past life, and it's binging on through. Mm.
2: Again, that's genetic, I think. Yeah, it can come to that. Things like that are genetic. Good be. A sense of having a mission or
0: purpose in life. Many people go through life without ever really considering what their purpose is. They float from day to day, not really knowing why they're here or what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> but some people have a very strong sense of purpose. They will know exactly what they want to achieve in life, and they're laser-focused on making it happen. God, I envy those people. Mm, my I like used
2: that. to be like that. And then, and then I got married and had kids, and everything changed. And my focus went elsewhere. That, that was it. Then, really,
0: They had a strong sense of purpose could signify that your soul has been here before. You may have had a similar mission in a previous life, or you may have been sent here with a specific purpose. Was your purpose to start a nuclear war, Pete? I, I <laughs> straight to, went straight to the subs. Were like, your purpose is to end it all this time, Agent Mitchell. It's sent from the
3: soul police. I might explain why you would want to invade the French. <laughs> Maybe in the past. i was Henry V. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll take it.
0: <laughs> or certainly one of his knights. <laughs> I'll take it. Intuitively knowing things you shouldn't know. That's pretty self-explanatory. It's like you have a built-in GPS guiding you to your next destination. This inner guidance results from your soul's previous lifetimes of experience. It knows a way because it's been there before.
1: Seeking the knowledge, isn't it?
0: Mm -mm. Soul connections with certain people. Yeah. Ever met someone and felt an instant connection as if you've known them before? Maybe you've uh, you know you met before.
2: Maybe you banged.
0: I've never.
1: never I was gonna.
2: I was gonna say my mate Kyle until you said that bit about (sighs) Vic getting banged. Well, I can say that now. God damn it. No, I think me and me and my mate Kyle have got. That kind of connection, Mm. we're like brothers. like we instantly, we were best mates when we met. Mm. It really was. Next one, not afraid
0: of death. If you're not afraid of dying, it's likely because you've done it before and know that's it's not the end. I've never met anyone that isn't scared of death. It always lurks there. (laughs) I long for it. (laughs) (laughs) The peace of the grave. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell, that was morbid as fuck. <laughs> it was. You want to talk about it, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't know anyone that's not. F- I mean, like, if you're dying and you have time to come to terms with it, then I guess you've got to conquer most of that fear, but it's still got to be a nugget of it. Because you don't know what's coming, do you? Nope.
3: Unless you do, like these people, and they're not afraid of
0: it. I've never met anyone that isn't, but, like, again, personal, personal experience. Wise beyond your years. And if you've lived long enough, you gather all that, you're killed in some kind of Gandalf. <laughs> Pretty much. Or um, Buddha,
2: whatever. born from a fucking comet.
0: Yeah, that's what happens when you're reborn, but naked. With a bunch of halflings. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and, 13, nothing feels new. Have you ever looked around and felt like you've been here before? Maybe you just can't put your finger on it, but something about your surroundings is just familiar. If this is a thing you've had it could signify you've been here before. There you go, apparently your soul's got a vast memory and it's constantly drawing on its past experiences to guide you in the present. Or well, do a better fucking
3: job. <laughs> so there we go, any of those thirteen things you may be living a past life. Well obviously. Might my, be my, of my deep
0: love of toga wearing must stem from the fact I I've lived in ancient Rome or Greece. Clearly.
3: <laughs>
0: what do you reckon? It's so... interesting oh, he's got
3: shit taste, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it?
2: But I, I don't believe it entirely. I don't disbelieve it entirely. I'm not you're on, on the fence the, with me. I'm not on the fence as such. <laughs>
1: okay. Because I
3: do... One, but, one buttock on the fence.
2: Maybe, yeah. I don't know, it's one of them. I, I'd love to believe it. It's one of that, and I think that's why. Mm. So it's something I, I'd like to believe that was the case, but I don't think that's it is. It's got that's
1: following because it's got it's sort of sweet, isn't mm. it? Oh, I'm coming back, or, or it could be something else. Yeah,
2: coming back as a as a butterfly. Yeah,
1: something. Oh, screw that! On. I only live
2: for about six months.
0: Something
1: okay. to focus on instead of God. To come back as a dog, to then. Yeah,
0: I can take that. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or an amoeba. It's better. Or it's, or an amoeba. I mean, it's, do I want to do this shit over and over again? Or do I just want there to be one kind of afterlife where it's, you know, good, bad, regardless? Do, or do I just want to keep going over and over? I don't think you've got a choice. I, I don't think I haven't think. got a choice. Well, unless I reach Nirvana. I mean, I'm pretty enlightened already. How far?
1: I can, I can see
0: gone the,
2: gone, the butter in you already. <laughs> 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 just cross your legs. Cross <laughs> your legs. <laughs> there we
3: go. Say you that out. you did say. Yeah. you We're doing some meditation. I tried to. Yeah. It did not last long. Nah. Uh, I tried no, to. Fu- probably not that enlightened anyway. <laughs> It
0: comes to me like <laughs> I don't need to meditate on am that enlightened <laughs> I don't
1: think there is any nirvana that's just you know some sort of myth a goal so you can always be a better person
3: mm, more control mm-hmm. more systems of control yeah and
0: that's what it boils down to it's all a system of control yeah it's I, I, I'd love to believe it I don't know which I don't know if I want it I don't want the same shit over and over again
3: well, the whole point is I think that you do you have different lives to experience different things to let your soul grow and I, know, I don't think you're going to be the same stuck in the same situation each time I hope not it be
0: terrible well if you never learn you just stay where you are hmm. it's like you're always on the intermediate you never advance to expert you might even regress to beginner if you have a particularly bad day
3: yeah I'm on the fence because obviously there's no there's no proof there's no proof so either way we can't disprove it well I am leaning I am leaning towards I don't believe it
2: as with you like me one bum cheek on the fence but the rest of it is kind of on the non-believer side
0: as with all things it all boils down to we can't I said it last week I'll say it again can't accept death we can't accept death Mm -hmm. it's not wired into us we know it's going to happen but we all think oh it won't be the end won't be yep. the end but it probably it is it probably is it's just we just can't imagine it and we need to invent something to make us feel better about when it does happen
1: yeah yep.
3: you go a lot
0: easier with a bit of consolation like oh I'm going to heaven oh I'm going to I'm going to be born again of course it's a comfort isn't it exactly and some people need that yep yeah, it's not for me I'm a I'm a, I'm a spiritual void yeah so, yeah, reincarnation, there you have it. Tell us what you think. Obviously, a lot of you will have. I'll go, oh, you guys were shit, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention that. It's like, yeah, this is a, it's a broad sweep, it's our opinion. We're not saying it's not real, we're not saying it is. It's just what you believe, innit? It's what you believe.
3: Okay, on that bombshell, I'm sure I should believe it. Yes,
0: okay. Thank you very much for listening. i am Ben, don't drink do the favourite, don't join the cult. Follow us on Facebook at Cutting Through the Bull in the Post to the Apocalypse. YouTube is Apocalypse Bull and on most podcasting platforms as Cutting Through the Bull
3: in the PTA. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you.
1: Mike
2: and Claire, keep an open mind but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete, aim low but shoot high.